0: Welcome to episode 154 of the Fertility Podcast. I'm Natalie Silverman, your host, and I want to just reset what you might think that this podcast is. My mission is to educate you as much as possible in things that can help you find the right path for you to help you get pregnant or if that's not the case to help you decide what to do next and by doing what I do I'm trying to share as much information with you from interviews that I do but also what other people are doing because this podcast is now listened to in over 50 countries thank you it's had over 200,000 downloads thank you and it's in its fourth year oh my god now In the time that I've been making this podcast, I've been working on it part-time and doing what I do part-time to help you find out about my podcast. So that's shouting about it on social media, that's trying to get the word out um, kind of online. And for the last two weeks, I've been full-time working because my little boy, Phoenix, who is the result of successful fertility treatment... If this is the first time you've listened to this podcast and don't know anything about me, Phoenix is the result of ICSI treatment, our first round, and we are blessed as a result of that. And until two weeks ago, I was looking after him whilst doing what I do with my work. As of two weeks ago, so this podcast goes out to you at the start of week three, He now goes to nursery full-time, Monday to Friday, which gives me more time to do my day job, which is working in radio and doing voiceover work, and working on this podcast to get the word out. Now, I'm hoping over the next couple of months that I can really put all the things I've been trying to make happen into action. And what I ask of you, if possible, is if you're listening via one of the main podcast apps that... Allows you to rate and review, please do because it's so lovely hearing what you think of this podcast. If you know of someone that this podcast might help, please do share it to spread the word. But also, if um, you're not following me on social media, I'll, I'll share all those details at the end. I want us to be as connected as possible. This episode is a bit of a different one, in that, as I said in my early waffle, I'm trying to share information with you in, in all different ways. So this is the second episode where I'm sharing an Insta Live that was recorded by Kat Strawbridge, who's on Insta at, at Trying Years. And she caught up with a lovely lady called Nat, who's on Instagram as at IVF aware Nat underscore Two adoption. To talk about Nat's journey, you might already be following her on Instagram and you might know what she's been talking about. If you don't, and you're at a stage where... Adoption is something that you are really interested in understanding more about, then this is a really insightful and honest and lovely insight into the whole process. Have a listen and I'll give you all the details at the end.
1: Hi there, Uh, Kat aka Trying Years here for the weekly Insta Live. Again, we are... Recording as part of the Every Story Matters, and we have Natalie here with us today. We're going to be doing the Every Story Matters with a guest for the next three or four weeks in the lead up to the new Fertility Lives event, which is quite exciting. All the details are on my Instagram page or over on Eventbrite. But for now, Natalie, we're gonna come over to you and you're gonna be talking about what we've called the adoption option. And you've had fertility treatment and you have now moved forward from fertility treatment. Is that right?
2: Yes, so, I've been TTC for four years. And um, the past couple of years, I've had three rounds of ICSI-IVF, um, which resulted in different losses at uh, early stages. I'm sorry. Um, so the last one was in October last year, which seems forever ago. Um, so we were meant to start our fourth one in July. Um, and we just kept putting it off, one thing and another, and I just started to feel really negative about everything. Um, and I just had to, I'm quite realistic. And I just started to fear it working, which might sound really strange, but the risks, there was just so many negatives to doing more treatment. And I just started to question IVF and what I wanted. And I just started to ask myself, what is important? And at the end of the day, that was to have a family. Mm -hmm. And I just, I didn't know what I was chasing. IVF had just taken over everything and it just became this obsession. And it just became a way of life. Mm -hmm. And it was part of everyday life. And I just didn't see it ever ending. Um, And I just had to take a step back from it all um, and just think... What's important to me is to have a family. Mm -hmm. This next round I was going to start paying for, which is just huge costs. Um, And I just thought, we've always thought about adoption from the beginning. It was always going to be something that we were going to look into. Even if IVF did work and we were to have a baby through IVF, we would have extended our family through through adoption after them so yeah that's how I started to think
1: Uh, thank you so much for sharing and for kind of the rest of the live as well like I know that this isn't easy necessarily coming on and and talking live about you know your situation hard to
2: remember everything actually now I'm like talking about it all it's really difficult (laughs) Mm -hmm. well it's interesting because you say you know
1: October which feels like a lifetime ago but I feel like that was not that long ago in a way and I am under the understanding that or have been under under the understanding that you needed to leave. And I've been told in the past, but I totally appreciate there are different adoption agencies and perhaps all of them are different. And it's worth yeah. just kind of saying now, this is your experience and, you know, kind yeah. of where you've been and everything else. But I was under the impression that you needed to leave a certain amount of time after your last IVF round yeah, before do you say to go 16. down the adoption <laughs>
2: route. Um, yeah it's usually six months but I think it depends on your circumstances really and it depends on the adoption agency if they really feel that you have left it all behind then Mm -hmm. they they can start doing the inquiries with you then it just depends but I think it's important just to have that time to make sure it's definitely what you want yeah Um, and I just I wanted to kind of centre all this around grief and moving on because I thought there was going to be like a grieving process. That's what I've read, that Mm -hmm. you kind of have to, it's this dream and idea that you are going to have your own children, your own family, and to move on from that, to leave that, I thought that was going to be really difficult. But having my own child started to become something that wasn't important to me. It wasn't important to me to carry my own child. It's really difficult to explain. (laughs) To explain. Don't worry. Um, I just, going back to feeling like what was I chasing, this obsession. When I started to question that, and I started to think, you know, there's thousands of little ones out there that are in the same kind of position as me. They want a family. And I just Mm -hmm. felt that me and my husband could, you know, we could, give them a family and yeah it just it wasn't important to me to carry my own child that's just stopped that's difficult to explain I think that
1: you know a lot of the things we feel are inexplicable and different people have different desires and different needs and different wants from everything in life Mm -hmm. and that's no different to when you come to having children and that's why some people want children, some people don't want children, some people want to adopt, irrelevant of, you know, having their own children, some people choose to foster, etc. And and certainly, you know, you having an answer to why you feel like that isn't necessarily going to be the same answer as someone else. So don't, yeah, don't yeah. put too much pressure on yeah. trying to explain. It's
2: just, that's just yeah. how you yeah. feel. I didn't want it to ever feel like I was forced into adoption. That was really important and I feel really good about this was my... Choice now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if I'd have gone round after round, I know I did three, but I think if I'd have carried on, I don't know where I would have stopped. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then I think I would have been forced to feel like adoption was the only way it was going to happen. Whereas now I feel like I could, I drew a line under the IVF. And it was me, it was my decision to move on. And I feel really good about that. Rather than it being, you know, I can't do any more rounds, I haven't got enough money. I'm really pleased that I feel like it was my decision to adopt rather than being forced into it.
1: I think that makes perfect sense because so much of this emphasises the lack of control that we have. And so I think for you to take the control back and make that decision yourselves... I can totally see why that felt so right. And a lot of people have said, just so you know how brave you're doing and you're doing really amazing and how they've been following your story as well before this. And um, Claire has said it felt almost liberating when you announced your adoption route. Um, I
2: was really surprised. (laughs) What, you were surprised? I was was really surprised because I started asking questions to friends, family, to to everybody on my Instagram page. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I was really overwhelmed with everyone's responses and how everybody was so proud and pleased that we were doing it and really, really good support.
1: The Instagram community is just amazing, isn't it?
2: And I was really scared of what my family thinks, my mum. When I was making the decision, I was talking to my mum daily about it i think mm-hmm. and i started to she started to say you know i think you've made your mind up I th- it sounds like you've made your decision and i think because i was just talking so negative i didn't have anything positive to say about ivf anymore mm-hmm. and i said i want you to tell me honestly what you think i think she was nervous about you know she would have supposed me, whatever but yeah. I said, what do you think? What are your feelings? How do you feel about more IVF or adoption? And she said, to be honest, I, w- I don't want to see you go through any more. And that was uh, I really respect her opinion. I think I have to respect my family's feelings. And it, it is really upsetting for them to see us go through all this.
1: Yeah, I don't think we realise necessarily. Like one of my sisters said to me the other day, she was like, how much longer are you going to put yourself through this? And that kind of really surprised me that she thought about it in that way. But it sounds like your mum was thinking exactly the same thing. Yes, Um, definitely.
2: Yeah, she really was. And mm. that, like, her opinion did mean a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Can I ask, and
1: if anyone wants to, like... People have been saying, so Jodie's said that she's been following your journey a lot as well, and and she said here 100% know what you mean with carrying your own child isn't what's important, it's loving a child. If anyone has any questions, then please do jump Mm -hmm. in. When or where, I suppose perhaps, did you first start researching adoption?
2: Um, I think after the first one, because I think the first I've really excited, kind Mm of, it was all new and exciting, and you think, you know, I'm going to be the it's gonna happen it's gonna happen first time yeah and so after then i started to think okay what else could could i adopt how do i feel about it let's start thinking because i think we that was that we thought about it because it was our it was always going to be our way of extending we we wouldn't have ever gone through ivf if it if it had worked um so we, we talked about it um Say that again, so
1: you wouldn't have gone through...
2: I wouldn't say I had a child through IVF, I would not have then gone and tried for a second through IVF. Okay, so if you had
1: your first through IVF, you would have left it there and then gone down the adoption route anyway. like uh, thereafter for more children. Right, okay.
2: Yeah, Um, so I did start looking into it and I was always put off by things like, you know, you can't choose the name and I started to think, you know, they're not going to have our features and... I was really put off by like, the slightest little thing. And I thought it's just really kind of superficial to think like that. It's a child at the end of the day. And that's my, that's going to be my family. Those concerns and worries just vanished. Yeah, just completely vanished. It's, you yeah. just, just weren't important to me anymore. It's like thinking about the bigger picture that we are going to give a child a, a home and a, and a family and. That's going to be our family. I think someone once said to me, um, after, before I did the third, somebody who I worked with said, she's got two boys of her own. And she said, have you thought about adoption? And I used to get really mad when people said that to me. I just thought it was really patronising. And she said, you know, carrying a child for nine months is such a small part of being a mum. That doesn't make you a mum. And she said, I've got two boys. And she said, do you think my two lads ever think about that? Ever think of what I went through, that I carried them for nine months? She said, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that always struck me that it is such a small part. And it just, then that just wasn't important to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know it's it's really strange because I was so caught up with wanting that for so long. Mm-hmm. And then for that to just be lifted. I just didn't want it anymore. It just wasn't important. That isn't going to make me a mum.
1: No, and that's the second time, funny enough, I've heard that said this week because I was listening to Nat on the Fertility Podcast and she was talking to, um, I can't think of her name, I want to say it's Sarah, who had a donor egg and she initially had been so caught up in the being pregnant and she had a donor egg and she's got a daughter, but then having had a daughter she turned around and said actually the pregnancy is such a tiny part of it it's yeah. everything else you know and she knew she appreciated kind of the irony in saying it like that but yeah and completely what yeah. you're saying
2: i mean i don't want to make it that it's insignificant
1: no of course no 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 no. i know what you yeah. mean totally and something else that i heard recently which kind of feels poignant to say now is that when we're younger, we think of family as blood relatives. You know, it is if we've got the, you know, our parents and, and our siblings, if we've got them. But then our families aren't about blood relations, are they? Like, you know, they're about our husbands, our wives, our partners, you know, who actually we're not related to by blood, but they become our families. Yeah. And so when you think about it like that, it's like our child you know, in order to become part of our family, it isn't necessarily like a blood relation thing at all, you know?
2: No, so I, I know. I, know. I, I feel even uh, I, sometimes I lie awake at night and I'm thinking, you know, what are they going to, who are they? Are they out there already? Are they, are they waiting? Are they in foster? With the foster carers waiting for me to come and find them? What are they going to look like? What are the name's going to be? What will they be like when they're older? What will they want to do? And that's the same if you're expecting your own child. You're still going to have those that excitement of wondering and yeah. there is a lot of similarities. James. Yeah, definitely. I don't feel like I'm missing out anymore. And when we decided, I think there was one weekend where I think my husband, Kieran, he was—he kept saying to me, um, "Oh, I think we should try one more." Mm-hmm. Because he was thinking that's what I wanted. And I was kind of, made my mind up already, but I was really cautious because I didn't want to persuade him. Mm-hmm. And down the line, him say, oh, I do not want this. This isn't what I wanted. So we kind of had to sit down and go, right, let's put our cards on the table. What do you want? This mm-hmm. is what I want. What do you want? And we need to be completely honest with each other. And we both just just said we just want to adopt and it was the, it was such a good weekend I've never felt so like a weight a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders it was mm-hmm. like just carrying so much and it was gone it just was lifted and it was so it was such an amazing feeling I've not felt I've not felt excitement excitement like this in in ages and I've not felt this happy in a long long time that's
1: that is amazing, and and I think that's you know you covered a really good point there. It is about if you're doing this as a partnership with someone, it is about both reaching the same stage at the same time, or waiting you know if needs be for someone to reach the same stage as you're at, you know, and the patience that's involved there. And because if you are doing this with someone you know that you know you need to be doing it together really and you do need to like you say just lay all your cards on the table be really really honest because you know whatever the decision you know at whatever stage you know these are big decisions but let's just go to some questions so We've got one here from Mothering Solo, who was where you are last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jocelyn, um, saying thank you. It's so interesting to hear your story. How long did the adoption process take, and what were the biggest challenges? Now, I know you're still yeah. in the midst of it, aren't you? Yeah,
2: I only I only started in June. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the first of June we rang our chosen agency, and then they've just been really on the ball. Like I was, I think I was expecting from going through all the treatment and IVF to have to keep chasing <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. doctors and chasing them and pushing for, you know, things to get done. And it's been really quick. So we're on we're like in the middle of stage one now. How but many started, stages are there? Um, there's two stages.
1: Oh okay. Okay. So
2: we're nearly done stage one now. And then yeah, we're gonna start we've got a holiday in between, then we start stage two, beginning of September. Um okay. Challenges so far? Um, I'm quite enjoying it, really. I don't think there's been any big challenges. There's a lot of paperwork, a lot of okay. to fill in. I'm still trying to do that. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting because you learn a lot about yourself and your partner and your family because you're doing family trees, doing your self-assessment, which is all about how you were parented and how you were brought up. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been interesting talking to my family, my mum and my dad and finding out lots of yeah, new information and
1: yeah, Are fun. they interviewed as part of it, any of your family or friends or anything?
2: Um we've got three references, so we thought we were gonna get three references each actually, but we only got three between us, so one family member. Um so we we've got my sister and then we've got one of um my husband's uh, really close friends. And I've got um, one of my neighbours as well.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Jodie has asked, are you going through fostering to adopt? So I'm guessing yeah. no. And the other question is, um, what age range have you picked? Oh, now, so if
2: any we are are going, too personal, that's fine as oh, well. no, that's fine. Um, We are doing foster to adopt. Um, okay. So, yeah. So foster to adopt is where they have a good idea that the child will go through to adoption Mm -hmm. Um, but they will be placed with us first so that it cuts how many times a child is potentially moved around so it's very Mm -hmm. child-centered. It's difficult because there is a risk that a child will go back to its birth family, its birth parents but that would be a good thing if they did. Mm -hmm. The risk is on us and not the child so.
1: Yeah, but that's a that is a big thing like I you know I that from people I've spoken to I know that unfortunately the likelihood you know they're not going to put a child who in all likelihood will go back to their birth family should I say yeah there is still a risk you know that's a big thing for you to open your heart and to give that you know that home (laughs) and that safety and that sanctuary to a child you know and opening your heart to them knowing that you know that might not happen but you know that's that's really selfless i think that's not to be you know kind of taken lightly i think that's amazing
2: yeah um, i think because we've been through so much or i feel like we've been through so much already we're just like whatever <laughs> yeah you know yeah we've said not to for our age range but i could be pushed on that i think my husband would rather he would have a newborn he would love okay. a newborn um but he is open to an, an older child when an older child would be two three you know it's it's not
1: still a toddler yeah
2: yeah Yeah. so yeah we're being open we're just going to follow our social workers lead on that
1: okay brilliant
2: i'm just going to read a few
1: comments it's so beautiful but you're doing really amazing i think we're doing this in the uk someone asked uh and what else have we got there so lovely to hear this ladies Catherine, you're saying my husband and i always say that we just want someone to look after apart from your cat yeah. <laughs> so that all of the everything you're saying makes perfect sense it made sense to me to adopt after thinking that I don't have a relationship with my mum and she gave birth to me blood doesn't make a family absolutely yeah. my husband would adopt but I struggle with the idea because I looked after other people's kids in a boarding house had to keep that professional distance and I worried I would do the same with adoption I'm sure that's something that the adoption agency would talk yeah. to you about Nat you're an absolute star you have beautifully articulated this all so well you're going to be the oh best my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait to see you become one I know I get. oh what are the costs involved that's a good one I'm just going to read a couple more just you're really inspiring that what um you say makes total sense and is a refreshing way to think about motherhood what I would say before you answer the cost one is yeah it's going to be different everywhere isn't it
2: um I don't think it is in the UK it's what, you you just pay it's for you medical, medical. Okay, okay,
1: so you don't pay anything else, just the medical? No, just the medical. Okay. okay, Yeah, And brilliant. that there is £5, £100-ish, but, mm-hmm. yeah, cheap, really. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. by in that in financially, like everyone just is a massive fan of yours, Nat, and saying that oh, you're yes. an absolute cheerleader <laughs> and you support everyone uh we've got a lot of really great points, and I never thought about it in that way. I'm definitely never saying never when it comes to adoption. It's really interesting to find out more, which is why we're doing this. We are going to have to switch off in just a minute, yeah. but it's such a personal choice. it really is, and this is about kind of hearing people's experiences. After four difficult years of IVF, we adopted two siblings we adore. Seven months from applying, they mm-hmm. moved in. Wow, that's amazing.
2: I think um, as well, like life's too short. We just thought, how long can we keep going on like this? Life is too yeah. short. Time's just ticking away, and we just want a family at the end of the day. And we just, yeah, IVF is just—it's just gone now. and We came. Someone did sent me a question today, just saying, yeah. you know, we did I come the decision quite quickly? And uh, yeah. It, it felt right it feels like we are meant to be here this is what we're meant to do which sounds yeah. really strange but it feels right I just haven't had any regrets whatsoever not one and I just haven't looked back I cannot imagine going through any more treatment it just feels like this is yeah You're this right. is
1: right uh, yeah I hope for me and for so many people that we find ourselves in that position because I think that that is like it's 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 something that I'm sure when you got there you felt quite liberated about I'm sure that you know what well I know watching you I'm thinking gosh I'd, I'd love to be in that space and and it is as much as we hate the word well I hate the word anyway journey it is a journey and we need to go through all of our own steps in order to get there and It's amazing that you are where you are and I know that I completely and I know that everyone that's watching and that will be listening will be wishing you um, well on on the rest of your application, going through to stage two. Good to have a holiday in between. Last couple of comments saying, well done, Nat, thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story. I don't know you, Nat, but this is so right for you. You and your husband are going to be amazing adoptive parents. Thank you so much, Natalie. I think my husband's watching, actually. I saw him pop up before.
2: Ah, well, hi, Erin. <laughs> Thanks for listening, <laughs> us,
1: Natalie, for a little while during your evening. So, yeah, thank you so much. This is going to be available on Fertility Poddy. You're also going to be able to watch it for 24 hours afterwards on my Instagram. And if you can, make sure you come along to our Fertility Lives event in London, and there is going to be a live Insta live in that as well. All right, then, Natalie. Thank you so so thank much. You.
0: So, before I share all the details of the show notes of this episode. This is a note from a couple of my sponsors who make the podcast possible. If you're looking for a supplement to take whilst trying to conceive, Pregnacare Conception and Wellman Conception provide advanced nutritional support. They include zinc, vitamin D and the exact levels of folic acid recommended for women by the UK Department of Health. Pregnacare is expert nutritional care while trying for a baby. And to find out more, visit thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash shop. Now, I know how daunting it is finding out information about fertility issues. So I wanted to tell you about The Fertility Show. It's on the 3rd and 4th of November at Olympia in London and is open to anyone struggling with fertility issues or wanting to start a family. You can meet experts face-to-face, attend the brilliant seminars by leading fertility specialists and get your questions answered at the Let's Talk Fertility stage. Visit thefertilityshow.co.uk for more information. The other thing that I want to make sure you know about is the ultimatefertilityguide.com, which is a website I've created, putting all different resources that you might need to find get you to that next stage of your fertility journey in one place. So do go and check that out. I'm adding uh, people to it all the time. And the show notes for this episode are thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash adoption. And I'm going to make sure that you've got Kat and Natalie's Instagram. Now you heard Natalie's story about her decision to adopt and where she's at. And I'm looking to talk more about your experience of adoption or maybe you are wanting to talk about making the decision to adopt but I'm looking for your stories to make another episode about adoption so if you want to share your story it's amazing obviously to hear from you just email natalie at the fertilitypodcast.com and we can get that all set up I'll also put a link to the podcast that Kat mentioned she'd listened to, which was my chat with Sarah Esdale, talking about her experience of having a baby as a result of a, a donor egg. She now has a little girl. If you haven't yet joined my closed Facebook group, that's something else that you can do. It's called Talk Fertility, and it'd be lovely to have you in there. There's a lovely community of people who are helping answer your questions, as well as some of my former guests who are there as admins to help answer and give that expert view too. And there's lots more exciting things coming in that group as well as on my pages so all my social media details are on the um, show notes and if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast and after hearing this episode you're like man I want more of this do so via your favorite podcast app because you will find this podcast there and if you can't tell me because I need to be on it right I'm going to leave you to uh, have a good evening uh, or day time whatever time you're listening thank you as always for your support and until the next time